This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Ko Mikaela Naimen toku ingoa. My name is Mikaela Naimen and I'm your host. Welcome. This show focuses on the arts and creativity in Taranaki and beyond. We aim to cover the diversity of arts from painting, literature, songwriting, theatre, pottery, poetry, sculpture and how the creative arts contribute to our community as well as our own sense of purpose and well-being. The Sugarloafing Artscast is generously supported by the Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Centre. Stay tuned to find out more. And I'm here with Jeanette Furster today, who is an amazing fibre artist. Hello, Jeanette. Hi, Michaela. It's lovely to be with you. <laughs> and you are actually this year's winner of the National Art Awards on the fibre uh, category with some of your artworks and um, yeah congratulations thank you very much it was a lovely surprise and um, the, that piece is quite dear to me because it took an awful long time to do it because I try to combine my passion for stitching with using paper that is folded what were the dimensions of the artwork and what's the name of it um, it's called Cross Rhythms uh, because I love the rhythmic pattern that's formed by a tessellating origami pattern. But then layered on top of that is some stitching that sort of goes in its own rhythm and hence the name Cross Rhythms. It's a term that's very often used in music. It's mm. also called polyrhythm. Oh, interesting. Because you do have a background in music too. That's right. <laughs> Previous life. <laughs> so what did your musical career consist of? Um, mainly teaching music. Um, I, Classical uh, music? Yes, I was a specialist in 18th century music. Of course you were. And that's why I got <laughs> so very modern and contemporary in my art. <laughs> so how has uh, that influenced your current work? Um, I won't say much, um, except for that I really like the idea of doing a piece of art for the sake of doing art that it doesn't always have to tell a story uh, like you get a piece by say Mozart and it's just simply called Andante which means at a walking pace nothing else it doesn't have any programmatic meaning no but your um, pieces are both rhythmical but you also interrupt the you know the predicted pattern in many of your pieces you fold them intricately and you stitch them intricately and yet you know, you have these, uh, and which feels like a composition to me. It is a composition because it is um, multiple layers. So we're, in music you very often have a very solid bass line with a very fluid violin or flute over it that's more intuitive. The same with my work. You know, I have a structural bass um, that could be the folded piece and then I paint it or stitch over it much more freely, like an improvisation yeah. Do you listen to music while you make your work? I find it very distracting. I think it's because of my music background. I'm a critical listener. Yeah. So sometimes I do. I have favourites that I know I know so well that I don't have to listen to every note. <laughs> 
Do you play an instrument as well? Not anymore. No. If you want to do music properly, you have to practice five or six hours a day, and I haven't been doing that for decades now, so no, I'm not a practicing musician anymore. What did you use to play? Uh, Recorders, yeah. As I said, 18th century music, so all those things that I currently played on flutes were actually intended for recorders, and I could actually do it. (laughs) Not anymore.
Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You are listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet Bursa Art Gallery and Lenlice Center. And I'm here with Jeanette Furster today, who is an amazing fiber artist. We are having a number of different uh, works here, but you describe yourself as a fiber artist, first and foremost, or how would you describe your... Yes, very loosely, because you have to fit in somewhere in existing categories. But fibre is very convenient for me because I really like working with textiles, but also with paper. And paper is such a wide um, range of fibres in itself, uh, so it it works for me. Mm. Mm. And you often mix uh, different fibres too. Oh, yes, and um, different textiles and different papers and um, different techniques. It just depends on how I feel on the day. I always joke that I have a short attention span, so <laughs> I have to have a lot of things on, on the go. And uh, I have just uh, viewed a number of very beautiful folded books, some of them stitched and uh, some of them with found materials and others totally unstitched, just intricately folded. And um, yeah, there's a whole stream of work and group of people interested in art books as well. Yes, it's becoming more and more um, mainstream and it has been around for a few decades now and I've been interested in it for a very long time. So because the scale of it is usually quite small, it's ideal for when you have only a desk as a studio and um, it's something that you can do over time and you can put so much of your own thoughts and personality in it because a book is not just a book anymore. No, and these are absolutely out there books with (laughs) intricate folding and surprise pop-up detail and amazing original artwork as well as found work. Yeah, the the pop-ups is just a bit of paper engineering that goes really well with origami, I think. And some of them are very old uh, patterns as well, like yes. the folding mechanisms, really. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. The, the maps are traditionally folded in a certain way, and they were very often um, strengthened on linen to last longer on ships and so on. And maps can never be refolded the same way they were folded, <laughs> in my Unless you know the fold. <laughs> So you talked about like the Turkish fold where kind of the corners come in and it opens up almost like a tobacco pouch. Yes, it does. And the beauty of that thing is then it opens and you have the whole map. You don't have to turn it around and figure out where does this bit belong and so on. True. So they were all invented with a purpose at the time. I believe so. I don't know who invented it, but it's been around for a while. So where can people find out more if they are interested in art books and folding and so on? Uh, Internet. 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 There's just so many artists yeah. and internet. Yeah. Okay, I better let you go and uh, talk to your visitors here and uh, talk to you soon Thank again. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Michaela. Okay, we will take a short break and um, listen to some music.
Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet Bursa Art Gallery and Lenlai Center. And I'm checking out some artists on the arts trail and have found the lovely Jeanette Furster. And she is an amazing fiber artist who has um, done lots of different kinds of work. And um, yeah, I'm just astounded to see what you have here. You have such a variety. Tell me a bit about your uh, mannequin here. <laughs> where, where did that come from? Um, that was part of an exhibition in the Percy Thompson a couple of years ago um, to celebrate suffrage for female. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so that was by invitation and was the piece that I submitted. Very cool. I think uh, I had a line of cut in a poem, so I was very glad to see that there was uh, someone with words because you have nurse, mother, wife, Homemaker, girlfriend, bride, written all over the mannequin. Have you made that mannequin as well? Yes, I did. Um, so it's all the words that, that females, are, all the different roles they have in life. So is there a story behind uh, every one of your artworks? Or how, where do you find the inspiration? Some of these are abstract and others are not. Yeah. Um, I always joke that I have a short attention span, so very often I'm inspired by whatever is on my table on a given day, um, a little found piece of fabric or an idea that I've been playing with and see how I can adapt it to my own practice and so on. So you were just talking about lino. Well, I'm not really a printmaker, but I used lino in that alphabet over on the wall there where I cut the letters into lino and then cast a, a layer of wet paper or pulp, really, and then into the paper pulp I pushed the silk and then on top of that another layer of paper. So it takes a long time to dry because it's quite thick by then. It's like using the lino as the mould. Yes. Mm. So it's an A, B, C, D. Yeah. yeah. And you have a, a work here which is my last A, B, C, a series of 28 works. Yes. How did that come about? Uh, two years ago, I was invited uh, to have a solo exhibition in, from Out of the Blue Gallery in Alpenaki. But unfortunately, it was right at the end of um, lockdown, so very few people actually got to see it because half of the country was still in lockdown. So it consisted of 28 pieces, and it was based on the idea of my first ABC books, like those little kids' books that you get. Uh -huh. A is for apple, B is for bird, and so on. Yep. And uh, so I thought, well, let's change that around to my last ABC. <laughs> so A was for Alzheimer's, B for backache, <laughs> right down to Z for Zimmer frame. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, here we have hearing aid, 10 signs of aging. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was forgetfulness. And then on the wall here, I have some of the prints of some other ones still. It's, it was an extensive collection, and I had great fun doing it. Um, when I started, and I was making lists of things that I could use on the alphabet, and it looked like uh, some kind of index of geriatric illnesses to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get the people to come and visit. So how does that feel when you put so much energy into it, and you have a story, you have this beautiful work? Oh, a lot of people did come, but... Um, I just felt that people were still hesitant to travel. Yes, um, they you know, were. For new plumbers or people from Auckland could not get here. There was no way. People from the eastern part of the country could not get through because of that whole bit that was still under lockdown. So that was a bit unfortunate. Now this time round, a lot of people saw it, what I have left of it, and <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> I think it's fabulous. 
And you are very known uh, by now for your um, intricate paper art, but it's not just paper. So Jeanette won the uh, Fiber Art Awards at the National Art Awards recently, last week, in fact. So can you take us through the process of making one of these intricately folded works? Um, so there's no big secrets about it. It's basically origami, simple origami. But instead of making little paper cranes or paper frogs or something like that, I'd prefer to do repeat patterns, uh, a tessellation. Um, so it's a three-dimensional tessellation. The folds that I prefer are the very simple ones that are easy to repeat because I also like to paint on top of it, which is a little bit de departing from pure origami, which is usually just a pure white sheet. In order to strengthen it, when I work at scale, I use um, linen or cotton on top of a layer of paper so that I can put gesso on it so that I have a good surface to paint. Yeah. And so it's only paper. There's no backing to this paper. Some of it looks really thick and... Uh, so the one that, that's up there um, has a... canvas. A, it's a very, very heavy linen, actually. And so the paper is the first layer. On top of the paper is the linen. So the paper is the the fabric that holds the folds best. Um, really? Yes, and linen won't hold the fold by itself unless you really, really crease it and iron it for extremely high temperatures. And or starch it, like serviettes. Yeah, but, you know, in damp weather, then it just goes oh, yeah. floppy again. Yeah. That won't open again, <laughs> I promise you that. And then I hold it under tension with um, discrete stitches at the back because the natural tendency of it is to dome um, like this piece over here so it's no extension on it at the moment but you can see it's opening mm. by itself already um, so if I want to frame a piece I need to tension it so that it can go flat oh this is so intricate but you, all of your folds need to be very precise so is this multiple papers or do you always uh, have one sheet no it's one sheet there's in every single one of yeah, these folds? Yeah, no joins. No joins? No joins, no. But if you fold just one millimeter off, you are going to have that multiplied exponentially, and so suddenly your paper goes, it doesn't go the, the direction you want. Um, it's a disaster of that. So you have to start again. <laughs> and sometimes, um, depends on the kind of paper you use. Some papers don't like to be folded many times. So um, it weakens, every fold weakens the paper. Oh, yes. And to flatten it, you have to dampen it down. And if you dampen it too much, the stress of the paper then rips the yeah. fold. Then it's all over as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit, it's very fiddly, actually. But once it's done, it's done. And then I can have the fun part and just paint. And my paintwork is a complete contrast um, because it's, quite random and bold and intuitive as opposed to this very exact, precise folding. Interesting. But um, you didn't uh, contemplate becoming a painter instead? I would love to paint, but at the moment I have other things to do. Yeah. Um, I will probably go paint a few canvases again. I have yeah. done a bit of painting in the yeah. past. Yeah. But it's not like this is a fast work either, because you have to be so focused and concentrated and not get it wrong, or you will have to repeat it. But that's part of the joy of it, because being so focused, you forget about everything outside. No, that is true. Yes. And you have taught uh, fiber arts as well, or paper works. Yes, I have taught various workshops over the years, and um, 
people ask me, can you do a workshop on XYZ? And then I do a workshop, I put it together, make some examples or samples for the people and think up a nice project for people to do because most people that go to a workshop like to leave the workshop with a finished project. Yes, it's always satisfactory, yes, isn't it? Yes. So would you mind um, telling us what happens if things go wrong? What do you do? Can you salvage part of your artwork or is it just to chuck it out and start again? Uh, it depends what it was that goes wrong, but I've also learned from experience that sometimes it's just best to cut your losses and start again. Um, so I, a recent example was one of the works at the Taranaki National Arts Awards that just got binned um, because things went really seriously wrong and I tried to salvage and spend a whole day trying to figure out a way to save it and it didn't work so I just binned it and started oh, no. again. <laughs> oh, what a disaster. And that was one of your folding works. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, so what happened, I, was, um, I finished the folding, I finished the painting, stitched it and thought, well, I'm going to do it really nice and proper now and going to paint the back black um, to hide all the threads and so on except that I didn't seal it properly beforehand. I didn't even think about that. And then the black paint wicked through to the front and all the beautiful coloured yarns had black into it and it just looked so ugly. <laughs> How do you know? Someone else might have loved that. No, no, I wouldn't be able to live with that. <laughs> it was ugly. You're There's no other word for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But we do have some works here that are cut out. Here's a really lovely constellation of crosses. Yeah, so that is actually called kirigami as opposed to origami where the paper is cut very specifically so that it can move if you want it to move or fold flat. So it's a single sheet of paper once again and it's a very common fold or a construct really in pop-up books but what I did I just repeated it many times so in a pop-up card, it would be one fold and you pop it open and there it goes. But now I have a series of folds and then I've cut into them to get the cross. And you don't see the crosses that well until they've painted. Um, so that helps the visual aspect mm. of it. So this is the very even cross that is like on um, the Red Cross yes, logo. Yes. Yeah. You can vary it. I've done um, variations of that cut. The problem is then how to mount it or you know what to do with it because it becomes quite deep then. The bigger the cross, the deeper your frame needs to be. Or if you want to use it as a sculpture, it needs to be a very strong paper or reinforced with linen or cotton like I do with the folded works. Mm. What is the biggest uh, work you've ever made dimensionally? Uh, about one and a half metres square. And that was also a single sheet of paper. Really? Yep. Um, I buy the paper by the roll. Um, so you buy 100 metres at a time and it's 1.2 wide. And then you join it before you cut it. So that's like having a giant bed sheet trying to work um, it's, it. it's I can't go bigger than the size of my dining room table, which is about two and a half metres long. So, But I can extend it by putting a piece of wood sheet under. <laughs> so it's just... I'm not going to do it again. It's too hard. Okay, we will take a short break and um, listen to some music. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. And I'm here with Jeanette Furster today, who is an amazing fiber artist. How did you get into this? Ah, <laughs> uh, YouTube. Really? <laughs> yeah. Where did you start your art journey? What kind of art? Uh... Well, I've always been involved with art. Oh, my mum is a very creative person, and the paper thing started when I did a lot of set design, and I had to build models, scale models of the set designs, and I just really liked working with paper at scale and seeing what happens with different shapes and so on. And I, I thought, well, what can I do? Because I like embroidery, but I also like the 3D, and so it was just experimenting until I found something that worked for me. And was that set designed for theatre or film? Yes, or? yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. in New Plymouth as well? No, it was in Auckland. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you moved to Taranaki not uh, that long ago? Uh, six years. Well, six years. Mm. And uh, what made you move here? My husband's job. He was transferred, yes. Oh, no, and uh, that is why you're probably also having to leave us? Yes, um, it's a choice. Um, he could work in Wellington just as well as here, but we're really um, looking forward to be able to attend opera and symphony and ballet again. Oh, yeah. We will truly miss you here. Yeah. Well, I've made really good connections, so I'm really looking forward to coming back. And In fact, part of the award that I won last week is a residency of six weeks in Altenaki. Oh, really? Mm. So all of you out there who are considering or maybe have been looking and toying with the idea of entering the Taranaki National Arts Awards, uh, this is what you can get if you win one of the categories. And there are several categories. Yes, seven categories. Seven. And, um, yeah, there's a a bit of a residency. So we'll have you back at least in Okunaki. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have a special project in mind for the Opanaki residency, or how um, do you work? Not yet. Um, so that was a complete surprise to me. But, but already, um, I have been invited for a um, project via April next year, as well another solo exhibition, and I'm just sort of in the sketching out part of it now. So very much in the infancy of the project. I know what I want to do, but there's nothing finished yet. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, what are the parameters uh, when you start working uh, on a new project? Like, uh, are you one who works with um, ideas, books, sketchbooks, uh, journals, or do you build on things that you already have uh, and expand? I very often write words of things that, that come to mind, and then that could be a starting point, just a single word. Mm, interesting. Well... Can't wait to see what happens, and thank you so much, Janet. Thank you.
have been talking with Jeanette Furster, who won the Taranaki National Art Awards this year in the Fiber Art category with Cross Rhythms, a paper, cotton, silk and acrylic work. And this is what the judges said. I thought it would be nice to share since Jeanette wouldn't. <laughs> they said, a mesmerizing work in the fiber art category, influenced by music, kirigami, origami, polyrhythms and the cross as a multi-layered signifier. It is a miracle that a two-dimensional sheet of paper can be transformed into three-dimensional sculptural landscape of oblique and rectilinear planes, energized in paint and overlaid with rhythms of fiber, black and white to accentuate shape and even contest the three-dimensionality of form. The more one engages with the work, Rhythm and accent emerge in this carefully orchestrated landscape of nuanced pattern and form. The white fiber patterns of crosses and vertical bars entice the eye to engage in each of the rows, 15 in all. The initial row descends uninterrupted from top to bottom, establishing a rhythmical unity that is subsequently subject to strategic displacement as painted planes, framed and unframed, in black thread dance to an alternative beat, allowing painted passages space for expression. So that was the judges for the Fiber Art Award in the Taranaki National Art Awards 2023. Their report and uh, motivation for why Jeanette Furster was the Fiber Art Award winner. And the music we've listened to this is for you, Jeanette. Classical music, flute, and takes on flute. That might not meet with your classical sentiments, but nevertheless. First, we had Benedetto Marcello, Sonato Opus 2, Number 12, Chiacciona, with flute, cembalo, baroque guitar, and G violin. Then we had Bach's uh, Goldberg variations, Aria da Capo, seldom seen. Then I went for a couple of flutes and one guitar, Michaela Petri, Chen Yue and Lars Hannibal played Deep Calm Forest. And last but not least, Ukumampi Munataksa, Andes Flute Music by Cesar Espinosa. Thank you for listening and tune in next week to Sugarloafing Artscast again. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sugarloafing Artscast on 104.4 FM. My name is Michaela Nyman and you can contact me with feedback and ideas for shows at Access Radio Taranaki or email me on community at accessradiotaranaki.com. You can check out the artists, guests and their fabulous work on our Sugarloafing Facebook page and Instagram. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go to accessradiotaranaki.com and search us up under current shows. The Sugarloafing Artscast was made possible with the support of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and the Len Lai Center. Until next week. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com.